Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. This is a program called Candy View. It's all about your finances. And it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Bruce Jenks from the Stuart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Bruce? Doing well. Now, Bruce, before we talk about today's topic, which is debt, and who hasn't had a bit of debt in their life, I just wanted you to remind us about the Stuart Group. What do you guys do there? Um, Stuart Group are a band of fiduciary advisors. What we do is we look after people's wealth or their financial planning, and that's in its truest, broadest sense. So whether it's your financial plan and KiwiSaver, right through to wealth management, succession and estate planning. And anyone can come and see you, can't they? Yes, anybody can come and see us. We've got an initial uh, meeting, which is anywhere from half an hour to an hour, which is we call a discovery meeting. And that's where we sort of check out whether we're going to be good for each other or not, you know, and yeah. if not, where we can get the right help. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Bruce, now today's topic is all about debt. So tell us, go for it. Philly Boots, tell us all about debt. So there is such a thing as a healthy level of debt uh, where you're using other people's money to progress and, and get a better life or get ahead in life um, with projects. So that's a good way of, of using debt. But sometimes people get caught in a, in a debt spiral where they're financing um, costs and such through debt and through means which are quite highly priced or are not suitable. And um, that's when people tend to get into trouble. Mind you, I suppose when you look at it, uh, we wouldn't, in the main, most people couldn't do anything without incurring debt. So it, I guess that is a fine line, you know, too much debt. It is. And, um, you know, there can sometimes be a bit of a stigma around getting into trouble Mm -hmm. in debt. And sometimes it's not about that. It's just about the circumstances that come along that are external to a person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in your long experience in the uh, financial market, how are we progressing? I mean, is debt any more a problem now than what it was, say, when you first entered the industry? Mm. So I started work back in 1984 so 87 was was the start of it and um, I do remember my parents paying high interest rates in the 20s and in wage price spirals Um, we don't have that quite yet at the moment Um, but when we look around at the moment uh, we can see that mortgage lending is down something like 43% year on year so definite slowing down of people wanting to borrow for that but new consumer personal loans, they're actually up 27% uh, for the same period to December 22. And on top of that, we're actually seeing consumer arrears um, hitting a three-year high at 11.3%, um, which is really a, a 10% increase year on year. 
So it's the highest since February 2020. So, you know, we were talking uh, COVID times at that stage. Yes. You know, what, what are some of your top tips, for instance, about uh, either consolidating our debt or minimising our debt? I mean, I quite often see ads on TV and you think, you know, the people on the TV, they've they got an account from here, they've got an account from there, they've got an account from there. So, hey, why don't you just consolidate it? Go and get the money from here and just pay one bill. That makes sense, doesn't it? So part of financial planning can be about structuring your finances in the most appropriate way that will help you achieve your goals. And you need a person with a clear head mm-hmm. and a bit of experience sometimes just to discuss things and, and make sure that, that it is the right thing to be doing. And um, whilst we help people with their financial planning, we also recognise that there are other places around uh, that provide that advice. So um, there's budgetary services and such. But, um, you know, consolidating debt can be a good thing. Um, You need to look at the cost. Sometimes you're getting a lower interest rate, but you're paying it off over a longer term. So you end up paying the same amount of money but it is uh, more manageable with your cash flow, mm-hmm. so um, need to work that out. Um, and careful budgeting, you know, what is a need and what is a want? A lot of people are down to their bare needs at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. That's part of the problem, isn't it, that uh, human nature is, oh, I quite like that new 75-inch TV, I'm going to get it, or you can get it on uh, no deposit, five years to pay. So, and we're, oh, we're going to have that. It's almost rent to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when, when I knew you were going to do this uh, chat yes. today, I went and uh, had a bit of a squiz around and I uh, got some uh, some bullet points that I could maybe bounce off you. And the first yes. one, which is uh, maybe alludes to what we just talked about with the old colour TV there, mm. is understand your debt. What does that mean? So basically, um, debt comes into a couple of categories. One is just your general cost of living and your income generation should be enough to cover just your general cost mm-hmm. of living. Now, that sometimes is not the case, exactly, especially when we've got increases in costs and downward pressures and higher interest rates. Downward pressures, that is, on income. Really, understanding your debt is if you know what your debt is, you know what the purpose of your debt is, and you've got a, an appropriate structure for financing mm-hmm. it. You know, some debt is long-term. Yes. You know, you, your mortgage on your house, it's a long-term asset that you own, so you structure your debt that way. But if you are borrowing money to purchase something that's short-term, you don't want to be paying it off long-term. key example might be a car, mm. which has a shorter lifespan. Yep. And uh, you don't want to be financing that over five or seven years if the car is an old car and you think about the maintenance bills that are going to go with that. Yes, indeed. Always, uh, when you save up, if you can, to buy something with cash, you should be in a better position for bargaining with prices. When we start looking at debt, and uh, I know, for instance, that uh, I've got a couple of daughters who are are renting, Mm. and one of them pays $600 a week in rent, and one of them um, paid $480 a week in rent. Now, that money is more than half of what they bring through the door. So that's just to put a roof over their head. Mm. So if they were looking at their uh, incoming money and outgoing money, what are some of the things that you would suggest them that they don't cut out? You know, For instance, I know that uh, um, when I talk to your, your colleagues, they say, well, you know, you should have insurance. Don't cut that out. You should have this, you should have that, you know, think long and hard before you cut that out. So what are some of the basic things that you say, look, you've just got to have this? What might they be? So the, the things that are important to us are our health, 
and um, having a roof over our head, having food, and yes, having insurance cover. Mm-hmm. You know, just having a simple contents cover when you're renting. Um, you know, when disaster happens, you're not left with nothing. Mm-hmm. You do have something to start from. The other thing is that contents cover has a liability cover, so when you happen to be cooking tea one night and forget and you burn down the house, you have a third-party liability cover. So that's just the contents insurance that the person renting might have. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. But, you know, um, there's a saying, you know, pay yourself first. Yes. Think about your own goals and what you need to do. Structure them in such a way as that you are making sure you achieve your goals um, if you have a choice to do that. But for most people, I think, and it's becoming harder, even middle uh, level income earners, um, you have no choice. You have to cover the basic necessities of life. Yeah. Yep. And uh, take control of what you spend uh, was pretty much high on the list of uh, understanding your debt. And again, that sort of sounds quite simple, but. And sometimes you can't because life gets in the way of that sort of stuff, so doesn't do you re- it? So do you remember cash? Yeah, I remember cash. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, that was a great thing. Yes. That was something tangible in yes, your hand. Was. And you could see that, oh, I've only got $2 left yes. now. I can only afford one pie for lunch yeah. for the rest of the week. Um, I remember that sort of when I was young, you know, when I was at college and that, yeah. with the pocket money. But yes. that, that principle applies throughout life. And being mindful, if you can, um, of what money is flowing through uh, your cards. They're the easiest thing where you tap and run. Yep. You know, it all adds up. It sure does. So the adage of looking after, the pe- uh, if you look after the pennies, it'll look after the pounds is important Absolutely too. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of cash and uh, nothing was bought uh, home any closer to us all than when um, Cyclone Gabriel st- struck. And you found that you had to have cash in Hawke's Bay because all the FPOS was down all of a sudden. My wife and I, we were down to $90. Yes. And they were thinking, oh, wow, my sister was down to nothing mm-hmm. because all they've got is the, the card. Yes. And all of a sudden we did think, wow, we better get some cash and put that money aside. So, yeah. yeah, like you say. So I was like you. I went out and actually put some cash in my wallet because yeah. it was down to zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was making my way through the fridge as things thawed. Yes. Um, and um, but but really, it is about having um, a, a go bag or a financial go bag sitting there if you can, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just keep it there in your wallet. You know, the, what you'll earn on that is not huge, but the fact no. that it is cash in your wallet makes a big difference. Yeah. Do you think it's a good idea to have access to some credit? I mean, you know, for instance, um, I know, for, for instance, if you're a pensioner and living on, only living on the pension, and I heard a figure mm-hmm. yesterday which is uh, staggering that 40% of all beneficiaries live on just the pension. Well, you know, that's exist, you, you exist, you don't live on the pension, do you? But if you had a credit card handy, which I don't know, had a grand on it or a couple of grand or is that a good idea? That, that can be a trap. Yeah. Um, credit is easy to get, mm-hmm. easy to spend. It's harder to get out of and takes time. And uh, psychologically, it's harder to deal with too. If you've got limited means and limited income, you need to limit yourself on potential credit because 
a credit card ideally you want to be ticking over and paid off each mm. month if you're looking to finance something short term and i'm not talking about your food bill or your power bill mm. um, then you might use something like your credit card or a personal loan um, now that brings me into an area where people need to be really really careful you know your banks will provide unsecured lending Yes. Like a personal loan usually starts at about three grand and an interest rate that um, I, I keep thinking nine percent is probably a lot more by now. Um, whereas you go to someone like a finance company, you know your payday loans or your cash now that sort of thing, um, they'll start at two hundred dollars, mm. um, or even your buy now pay later in four instalments goodness if you miss one of those payments they don't charge interest but they charge a hefty fee so all of a sudden that piece of clothing or yes. that article has probably doubled in cost and would you have bought it in the first place no. you double the price you yeah. would not what about when we get a bit older you know uh, if you're yes. fortunate enough to be able to sit on a, in a freehold house and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, well, you know, I'm on my own now. I'm uh, I'm a beneficiary. I'm getting the pension. I'm, I, I am existing." Uh, and I think that oh, you, know, you hear these stories, get a reverse mortgage. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, actually, they, you they know, sound you like can a hop on the cruise ship. Yeah, it sounds um, like a great idea. Is that a great idea? Well, it, it's individual to people and their circumstances, and and you don't go into those things, you know, without talking to your family about what mm-hmm. you're doing and getting the right advice, because typically those things are adding capital on top of your borrowing, so the interest gets capitalised on top, mm. and you can see that exponentially will grow. But the good thing with those is you're guaranteed to be able to live in your property. Yes. Um, And you want to hold off uh, taking out such loans until as late as you can because, one, you can borrow more at a later time, and, two, you're likely to preserve more equity in the property. But what I've also found in my previous lives and different roles is that families often, once they know what's happening, you know, you, you get together and you talk, but you don't really know what's happening. Um, because people are private with their finances, you find that families more than willing to help you out yes. sometimes, and they don't require anything like that. Um, and that debt can be acknowledged and repaid. You know, when you sell the house or you change or you pass away. Yeah, um, that's what families do for each sure. other. Yeah, it does sort of look like a goose that laid the golden egg, though, doesn't it? That yeah, and for some people, it is a really good thing to do. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I won't say much more. But <laughs> families have been surprised that hey, there's not that massive inheritance coming. No. Yeah, um, so that's, that's why I, I really think people do need to you know be open and and what's going on. Yep. So, what would you recommend someone who's you know they, they put their cash card in the machine or they go to the store and it says insufficient funds uh, at this point they can say. I'm, I'm in the uh, doggy do. I need to make a plan. What would you recommend would be their first steps? Uh, I think that's like a, a wake-up call. Yes. You know, that's a slap in the face. That's, hey, I, I need to do something. Because often we will tend to deny these things or think we're going to get by, and that happens. So do something if you can before you get to that stage. Um, uh, seek some advice, uh, budgetary or... Um, someone who can probably help you and where you might be able to look at uh, what additional help you can get, you know. Um, 
there are subsidies that you can get if you're retired, for example, where you're living alone yes. for power. I, I think that I'm not sure whether that's going to continue this year, by the way, uh, with the extra hundred and something a fortnight mm. being paid. So that's we'll right. See. Um, so, yeah, there is um, a lot of people out there, um, such as Booster, KiwiSaver scheme that has a budgetary app that actually pulls your transactions off your, your bank. Mm. Um, and that's a good way of looking at things, and then you allocate those transactions to the type of expenses that you're paying, and all of a sudden the mist clears and you can see what you're actually spending on, not just tracking along, you stop and you see and you have a good, clear idea. That can be a a crystal moment where you can say, well, actually, I don't think I should be spending that much on that, or I've let myself go a bit further on that, I can bring that back. Um, but the other thing is, and I'm going to stop there, but I've got some clients who are actually retired and on the national super and they're saving money and they're well-dressed, well-presented. Yes. They drive their car, they have a warm home and that. And you know what? They're gardening. Yes. They are they're frugal, but they're doing the things they want. They might not be down to the pub every you know, second night, but... They are living a life that they enjoy with yes, friends indeed. and neighbours, and that's what's yeah. important. Yeah. Now you mentioned KiwiSaver there, yeah. uh, and I think that that might be one of the things that you would never not have because why wouldn't you? And start early so that you've got that nest egg building and building and building till yeah. you come yeah. of age. And the good thing about KiwiSaver is during your lifetime when we don't have these crises, you don't notice it. Mm, exactly. Know? And usually you've got the government contribution mm. as well. That's money for nothing. Awesome match um, and also often you'll have a, an employer contribution as well so you're getting a bit more yeah. money and that builds up over time people will use that to buy a home first home maybe and then continue along and you're investing usually in assets long term that are growth assets they might be more volatile but over time mm. in 10 years they actually give a better return and um, KiwiSaver, because you're buying a, a assets over a long period of time, in times like this when assets are on sale, we're in the dip, yep. you're buying assets at a lower price and they will at some point recover and go back up. So you're buying them at an on-sale price. You get the benefit of that capital gain. There will be times when you're buying on the opposite side, when you're on the peak, so you're paying over the odds. But what you're doing is dollar cost averaging over time. Mm. So you're getting a nice consistent price over time. Um, if you find there's times like this where prices have dipped, now is a good time if you have extra funds to consider where you put them safely. Yep. And that's what we give advice on. Just one final um, word from you, Bruce. Perhaps uh, we're living in very uncertain times. What bit of advice that you might have for someone out there who's in a bit of a quandary? Yeah, so looking around, I've come across people, and you will have seen people who are not really thinking soundly about things. Mm-hmm. They've been through extreme circumstances, and they will make decisions they shouldn't do. So I encourage people to stop and have a discussion with someone about what's going on, and um, even just that discussion themselves with people will help them come to a better outcome. And so it's about taking care of yourself and uh, making sure that you are thinking things through properly and making the right decisions. So that's very important. Uh, One example was 
I did note the other day a young lady uh, walking out of a shop with a duvet um, she hadn't paid for oh. and you know what the circumstances are now there's a number of places you can go and get one given to you yes you know where we are so just not thinking about things right in the right mind so and uh, on that note, I know you're a busy man, I'm going to let you get back to work, but just before we do that, just to remind our listeners, Bruce, if we want some sound financial advice, where do we get it? Stuart Financial Group here in Hastings, um, and we're on the website, www.stuartfinancialgroup.co.nz, and we have an 0800 number that you can call as well if you're not local. Uh-huh.